Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. Become a Coast Insider to hear the rest of this fascinating conversation and check out recent shows where we learned about worrisome cases of wrongful convictions, an unsettling rise in cancer found in household pets, and mysterious radio bursts coming from deep in space. Head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to start listening. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. You know, back in 1996, John Greenwald Jr. began researching the secret inner workings of the U.S. government at the age of 15 years old. He targeted such groups as the CIA, the FBI, the Pentagon, the Air Force, the Army, Navy, the NSA, and a number of others. He utilized the Freedom of Information Act to gain access to thousands of records he did illegally. He accumulated an astonishing number of documents on topics such as UFOs, the JFK assassination, biological nuke weapons as well, and secret aircraft. Time elapsed, and John's online archive became known worldwide as the Black Vault, and his teenage project turned into the largest private online collection anywhere in the world with how many pages there, John, now? Oh, I'm approaching about 1.6 million. Jeez, that's amazing. And when you started this as a young kid, what got you started? You know, I I wish I had a a great, interesting answer for you. I was just curious, you know. I I mean, I was just kind of bitten by the bug of what really is out there. And uh, to answer that question, I thought... Well, what what better place to look than the government? I mean, they're not going to lie to me, right? And it, of course it was like not. the biggest, <laughs> the, the stupidest mistake I ever made in my life, but it ended up being the best decision I ever made, and that was to uh, believe that the government would give me answers. And you know, even though you don't have that smoking gun, there's a lot of evidence there that I've amassed now over 20 years. Uh, that really kind of leads you into one direction, and that is they are lying. There is a cover-up, and you really don't have many explanations to what this UFO phenomena is, except uh, one that definitely leans towards a, a paranormal-type explanation. We just had a theoretical physicist on. We talked for a couple hours about things in the cosmos. Uh, does not believe in afterlife, does not believe in God, uh, and was not jumping up and down about the possibility of life elsewhere out there, though he says it is a probability. Mm-hmm. If you talk to you, there's a lot of life out there. I, I think so. And, you know, away from my research with the government, uh, what we haven't really talked about a lot in the past is I work a lot in television and television production. I work a lot for History Channel, Discovery Channel. And I get very, I've been very lucky in my career where I've worked with some of the top names that are much, much, much smarter than I could ever dream to be, uh, like Dr. Michio Kaku and... Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Marcy and, and you know, Dr. Seth Shostak at mm-hmm. the Institute and so on. And you get to interview these guys and you realize that a lot of these, these guys that will not believe in, in any kind of fringe UFO type stories, but they do believe that intelligent life is out there. Sure. As Carl Sagan did. Exactly. And you don't hear about that a lot. They spend most of the time, 98% of the time when they're on television, debunking the UFO stories. But when you kind of get away from that, and talk to them about intelligent life, a lot of them believe that it is out there. Now the big question is, can it or has it been here? Mm -hmm. A lot of them say, no, there's no evidence. Uh, But I feel like deep down that they're open to it. I think we, as UFO investigators, now I'm talking about myself, we have to do a little bit of a better job of bringing the real evidence to the forefront, 
letting them see that. And, and hopefully, maybe they'll take the leap one day. Who knows? Uh, but, but they do offer an amazing side of this whole debate, and that is that intelligent life is out there. You know, I think mathematically, scientifically, logically, however you want to look at it, it's there. The universe is just too vast to be alone. So we all know that. So getting beyond that now, have they been here? And, and I think that that's kind of where we're stuck on, do we have the evidence to, to prove it yet? Based on what you've seen in the Black Vault, what do you feel? You know, I, I feel um, here's where I think the cover-up is, is I don't think that there's a collusion between intelligent life and the U.S. government, and they know they're there, and they're, you know, doing some kind of top-secret project. I think the cover-up is the United States government just doesn't know. And I think that the government needs to give that um, aura of we know everything and we are all powerful and we are number one in the world. And I think the when it comes down to it, they just don't know what is out there. They can't explain these UFOs. They've tried in the past, you know, whether it be Roswell or through Project Blue Book or, you know, these different various uh, mass sightings that have occurred, like, the you know, the Phoenix Lights. And when you dissect each and every one of those cases and you look at how the government responds to it, it's laughable because their explanation doesn't make sense. And I think that it, that's the case because they're, they're afraid to admit that they just don't know. They're afraid to say, well, what happened in 97 over Phoenix, Arizona is a bona fide UFO that, yeah, could be extraterrestrial. Imagine if the U.S. government said that. That's not necessarily disclosure. But that in itself is a threat to national security, because all of a sudden, now 98% of the population uh, that takes a lot of comfort in, hey, my government's going to protect me, and hey, there's nothing that's a threat to me, all of a sudden, there, there are things in the sky that can fly where they want, when they want, and the United States military and government doesn't know who or what they are, and they can't stop it. That's a big threat, and I think that's that true. that really... In, in my personal opinion, looking at these thousands of pages, that's kind of what I've come up with. I think you've got motive and opportunity to cover this up, and that's why they would, they would do it. And I've tried to explain it with common logical, you know, common sense and logical ways to look at it, meaning, you know, what skeptical way, not aliens, not extraterrestrial, nothing paranormal, how can I explain this? And when you look at a lot of the government documents that have come out, yeah, some of them are explainable, but a lot of them aren't. And I think that that kind of leads me to keep pushing for answers because we can't understand it yet. You know, the government hasn't given us a viable explanation for what possibly could be out there. And yes, they've explained some, but there's a lot of unanswered questions there. And all you got to use is their own evidence that they will freely give you to prove that. And I think that that's what a lot of people don't understand is this is not the leaked information that we hear about on the Internet. I started doing this before the Internet really got big. I mean, it's scary to say, and I just aged myself. But I started, <laughs> you know, for the computer geeks out yeah. there, I started programming websites on America Online 1.0, you know, I mean, for DOS. And, and I, some people might scratch their head like, what's this guy talking about? But the geeks out there will realize, wow, that's a long time ago. And so I was going after these documents, you know, from the government before it really got popular to put some of this stuff online. And then, of course, you know, the rest was kind of history where this archive grew and grew. Um, so this is, again, evidence that they will give you. You don't have to take my word for it. Anybody can get a hold of it. When you were going through your files, what was there that was so compelling 
that that you saw this? And were they blacked out? Were a lot of things blacked out? Well, yes and no. What was so compelling to me in the beginning was the very first document I ever read about was uh, it wasn't my discovery, but I had read about it in books and even online. There were a couple websites even in 1995, 1996 that had it, which was infamously known as the 1976 Iran incident. And this is something that, uh, you know, again, happened in 1976, that here we are well into the 21st century. We still can't explain it. There's no explanation for it. It was a four-page government document that was declassified by the Defense Intelligence Agency. And it was the very first document that I ever got. And I was 15 years old. I I remember I was still living at home. I was in high school. I opened up the envelope and couldn't believe that the document was real. And you read through it, and, you know, it, it... it depicts multiple UFOs coming out of a bigger craft. In the sci-fi realm, you would call that a mothership. Uh, they were strategically shutting down F-4 Phantom military jets, uh, strategically. So whatever this was, it was definitely um, a threat, and it, it was able to you know, shut down these F-4 Phantom jets and affect the control systems. Uh, from quite a few miles away. So this was technology that just should not have existed at that time. And here it was in black and white in a government document. The most fascinating part away from the story itself was that you and I could read it. Right. And it wasn't black. And it was there. And it was there. And, And that, to me, was the most amazing aspect to that document. Yes, the story was amazing. And yes, when you read all four pages, it's not long, but when you read all four pages, yeah, it makes you really, really wonder, okay, what was this? But you could read it and nothing was blacked out. And as you then continue kind of the journey through all the government agencies and uh, not only the Defense Intelligence Agency, but the NSA and the FBI and, you know, you you name the the, the acronym, I've kind of gone after records about it. When you look at those records, you realize a lot of them are still considered top secret and a lot of them are blacked out from top to bottom and you can't read them. So what I do is, I lo- you know, love to kind of do this in lectures as well, is you hold up both and you go, okay, you read this four-page document, that's pretty darn amazing, but you can read it. What do you think is underneath all this black? Because if that document that you can read is that fascinating, you know that that classified material is something that will probably blow our minds. Sadly, we can't read it yet, hopefully one day, but but that's what keeps me going. And, and it's that curiosity to kind of lift that blacked out information, you know, lift that black away and see what's underneath it. Uh, that That's what kind of drives me to do this. The fact that some of this information would be right under our noses, John, what does that tell you? It's it's hide it in plain sight. You know, if, if it, 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 it's there for us to access. But I think a lot of people, number one, don't know how to do it. It's not a hard process. There's nothing special about it. You just have to have a heck of a lot of patience. Uh, meaning to use a freedom of information, use the Freedom of Information Act to file a request. So a lot of people don't even know what that is. Um, you know, you walk the streets and you ask. I bet you know eight or eight or nine out of ten people are going to say, "Well, I don't really know what that is or how to do it." And so I think if if we use that tool and start asking questions, we'll get much better results. Um, but again, it is that old adage: you just hide it in plain sight. That information is there for us. 
And I think that that is part of the tactic to covering this all up, because then if, if let's say, this stuff does hit the mainstream media and CNN or MSNBC or Fox News or whomever profiles a certain document, um, you know, the CIA or the NSA can counter it and say, well, we, you know, yeah, we released that under the Freedom of Information Act. We're transparent and there's nothing to it. And that statement would go a long way, sadly, with our general public. They said, well, the NSA is openly talking about it, so it, not, it must not be that important. You know, yet if Edward Snowden came out with it, all of a sudden it would be, you know, the most amazing thing ever. Um, and that's the sad reality to, to this day and age. So I think that hiding it in plain sight uh, and putting it out there and, and putting it right under our noses, uh, I think that's, that's part of the game. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.